Hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Hey, hey, BA fam, it's Bandy here with another episode of Brown Ambition, and today is the BAQA. I miss Tiffany, y'all. She's saying it so good, and I feel so awkward singing it out loud. So if you're at home right now, can you please help me sing the BAQA? Ah, the VK. Wait, the BAQA. Uh, <laughs> oh my God, I miss Tiffany. We wish her all the best as she is on her healing journey. But I'm telling you, you guys are finding out which one of us was really musically inclined and which one of us would just be in the background awkwardly two-stepping, okay? That was me. But we are here with the VAQA. I can't wait to answer some of your questions. And y'all have been sending us so many. Keep them coming. Hit us up at Brown Ambition Podcast on Instagram, or you can email us at brownambitionpodcast at gmail.com or skip on over to brownambitionpodcast.com. You can check out not only where to submit a question through our website, but also see past episodes and coming soon. I'm finally going to have transcripts for y'all because you've been asking for seven years and I took my damn time, but they're coming. All right. Okay, well, let's jump in. Let's see what kind of questions we've got from today. All right, Amanda. Hey, name twin. Amanda says one of the first episodes of Brand Ambition I heard was was your interview with Jamila Soufran from Journey to Launch. You both mentioned that you use online savings accounts. I'm wondering if there's any particular account that you would recommend. Hey, Amanda, thank you for your question. Listen, uh, the same way that I talk about not being loyal to any one particular employer because, you know, they'll drop you in a minute <laughs> anytime they want to. I feel the same way about bank accounts because honestly, bank accounts I feel for a lot of us, you know, we get the first bank account when we're like, I don't know, old enough to have a job, 16, 17, 18, or after college. And then we just kind of stick with it for years and years and years, even when it may be the worst thing for you financially. And because of the growth of online savings accounts and online banks in general, if you haven't looked at who you're banking with and then the last, I don't know, three to five years, it's definitely worth taking a new look and potentially switching banks if you are finding better deals out there. So I think the fact that you're asking this question is great. I think everyone should be shopping for the best bank account on a regular basis. There's a couple of things that you should be looking for, especially when it comes to online savings. Yes, you want to find the highest interest rate possible because this is the money that banks are paying you to let you park to, to, for you to pick their bank to park your money at. Because of the pandemic and because the Fed has increasingly decreased rates, that was a little confusing. Why did I say it that way? Because the Fed kept slashing rates through the pandemic, that, um, that directly impacted savings rates. So we saw savings rates just plummet. I mean, they're pretty crappy these days. So even the highest high yield savings accounts 
are not that amazing. So what's become, you know, the, that's become an important factor, but like less important. So I would also look at things like minimum balance requirements. And then just for your own convenience, you know, how do they make it? Do they make it easy for you to transfer funds to your savings account so you can continue growing that fund? Do they charge things like, um, do they charge fees for withdrawals? Do they charge you a fee for not keeping a minimum balance? Like, look at all that fine print. Um, but yeah, like I said, rates are not that sexy right now. So a couple of years ago, it was like 2%, you know, which was actually really amazing. And now it's just so abysmal. Particularly, which banks do I recommend? There's a bunch out there. I could list off any any of them. There's Vero, V-A-R-O. There's Chime. There's Ally, of course. There is, oh my gosh, oh, Marcus by Goldman Sachs. Amex has a decent online high yield savings accounts. The point is, it's never been easier to go online and shop and compare bank accounts and see which ones offer which. You can actually go to my former employer, I still love them, magnifymoney.com. This is a place where you can actually go to and compare savings account rates right in one place and you can kind of see what all the different banks are offering. So if you're on the fence, start with a site like magnifymoney.com. You can also check out NerdWallet. There's just so many options. Google is your friend, okay? All right, thank you for your question, Amanda. All right, moving along, we have a question from listener Allie. She says, I'm 39 years old and I'll be turning 40 next December. I feel like I'm extremely behind on my journey to become financially independent. I have about $85,000 in student loan debt, $5,000 left that I owe on my car, and $8,000 in credit card debt. I've been listening to your podcast on the FIRE movement and I calculated my FIRE number and it's almost $500,000. I make $45,000 right now per year and I rent my house. How do you start working on financial independence when you're late in the game? Can I start at 40? Is it too late? I really feel like I'll be one of those who'll be working forever. What advice or suggestions do you have for people who are starting in their 40s? Also, I have a photography business, but it's not making a lot of money. So it's a hobby until I feel like I can improve and meet my target audience. Hey, Allie. All right. Whew. I feel the stress here. I feel the anxiety. 40 is not that old, Allie. You are fine. You are so, so fine. And honestly, it sounds like you're not even in as dire shape as you may think, okay? Yes, you have some student loan debt. And yes, that, that $8,000 of credit card debt, that is concerning, but it's not insurmountable. And I think stop worrying about your age so much and just start making small decisions today that can put you on that track toward, you know, a big goal. I know that you've went in and calculated your fire number. And for those of you who aren't listening, you can Google around and find like a fire calculator. A really easy rule of thumb is to take your household income and then multiply it by 25, I think, to get your fire number. But what you'll find is like people like Allie, for example, you get that fire number. So hers is $500,000. And then you're like, how, Sway? Where? How? The math is not mathing. How do I actually get there? And that is where the fire number, I think, can be a little bit... I don't know, it can it can sometimes do more damage than good. It's nice to know where you want to end up. But you also need to realize that it's going to take you time to get there. It's going to take time and small decisions every day. So Allie, if we're going to sit down and look at your finances, you know, how much money do you have left over after you're paying your expenses? And how much more can you be putting toward that credit card debt that you've got? Are there things that you could be doing to pay that down? Like, taking out a debt consolidation loan, for example, or doing a balance transfer where you're transferring 
um, credit card debt to a new credit card that's offering you some sort of promotional rate, um, like 0% for 12 months or something like that, because I definitely want you to get that credit card debt down. At the same time, you say that you have a photography business and that it's a hobby, and it sounds like you're working nine to five at the same time. I would look at some ways to increase and better monetize your photography business. It could be that maybe you're looking at traditional, you know, sources of income for your photography business, which could be, you know, weddings, I don't know, um, events. Are there types of photography that you could, you know, start offering that people are looking for? Um, even just looking at who your target audience is and what is it that they're asking for. I know all the time I have clients of mine who are looking for professional headshots. Um, oh my goodness. Now that I'm a mom, I don't know if it's just because I'm a mom now or if this is happening more and more, but I feel like there every month there's a new reason to do a photo shoot for a baby or for kids. So maybe it's family photos, but what different types of photography can you start getting into um, to actually increase your business? Or it may not be necessarily the types of photography that are your passion, but could you do some commercial photography or could you use your, use your skills to support um, a, a, an events planning firm or like a wedding planning firm who is looking to have a photographer on, you know, on speed dial so that they can use them for different events? Really start working your network asking people, asking fellow photographers for advice on how to increase your income. It may feel like it's outside of your comfort zone, but when I talk to women, especially who are feeling stuck, like in their career or with their business and like they're not able to get to that next level, time and time again, the real magic, the real key for them is talking to other people and talking to people who are either in their business or understand their business really well. So who's actually on your like what I call personal advisory board? Who can you talk to fellow photographers, people who are in the space and work with photographers and just really start asking questions? You know, here's my business model. Do you have any ideas? Um, this is the type of photography that I'm doing. But what are you seeing clients or, you know, clients asking for? Because the key for you, you know, you say you're making $45,000 a year and you've got this debt. So I feel like the key for you is not so much scrimping and, you know, budgeting. And maybe that is part of it, decreasing your expenses. But you're going to also want to actually ratchet up your earnings. So that's why I'm like immediately going to that photography business and wanting you to like really push yourself to find ways to better monetize it so that it be can become, you know, a more meaningful source of income to not only pay down your debt, but also get you moving toward fire. And then, you know, the key to fire is not about squirreling away money into a savings account that's just going to sit there and barely beat inflation. I mean, especially with inflation right now, there's no way in hell, y'all, that any savings account, no matter how high yield it is these days, is ever going to come close to beating inflation. So it's more important than ever to learn about investing and to learn how to invest for long-term growth. I highly recommend checking out Our Rich Journey. That's Christina and Amon. We had them on the show before. They have a wonderful YouTube channel with so much content, so much educational content. And they specifically have an episode all about fire after 40. Okay, Allie? So I feel like I need to go dig up that episode and just send it to you because they truly prove that it's possible. Um, and they honestly, you know, were able to save and increase their income to the point where they could retire early. And they are the real deal. So I love Christina and Amon from Our Rich Journey. And I feel like they'll really inspire you to not get so tied up in, 
your age and what that can mean for you. Okay, I hope that was helpful. Thank you so much again, Allie, for your question. We are going to take a quick break and I'll be right back with more BA Q&A. Hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. And now a word from our sponsors at Betterment. All right, BA fam, you know we work hard and we play hard, but when it comes to investing and having your money in the market, you want your money to be working for you. That's exactly what the Betterment automated investment and savings app can help it do. Keeps your money out there working hard and kicking you know what. I love Betterment because it makes it easy for even a beginning investor to figure out how to put their money in the market and set it and forget it and be at peace with that because you know Betterment has got you covered with their automated investment and savings app. Their technology, it's going to give you advanced tools that are built to help you maximize those returns. All you got to do is visit Betterment.com to get started. Learn more about high yield cash accounts at Betterment.com. Investing involves risk. Performance not guaranteed. Cash reserve offered through Betterment LLC and Betterment Security. Securities. Betterment is not a bank. Hey, hey, BA fam. All right, I am back with our last question for BA Q&A this week. Again, if you want to send us your questions, hit us up, brownambitionpodcast at gmail.com or go to Instagram. We are at brownambitionpodcast. All right, this comes from Anonymous. Anonymous says, I am 34 years old. I have a I have an old 401k from a previous job with about $90,000 in it, and I just opened up a Roth IRA that basically has nothing in it yet. I'm about to get a windfall of $5,000 soon, and I'm wondering what I should do with it. I have about $30,000 in student loan debt, and I'm wondering if it'd be better to take that $5,000 and add it to that or pay use it to pay down that student loan debt or put that $5,000 into my Roth IRA. I'm excited to start contributing to my Roth as much as possible, and I hope to be able to max it out this year. Okay, I'm not sure which way to go. All right, excellent question. So she does specify in her in her note here, I was trying to summarize it, that this is federal student loan debt, which means until I believe May of this year, you're not actually owing anything on that federal student loan debt, which, you know, if you take that $5,000 and you use it to put it toward your student loan debt, that's, you know, potentially great because you're not having to worry about any additional interest. So all that money is going toward your principal, which sounds good. But let's think a little strategically here. Your Roth IRA is an excellent vehicle to start investing and growing your wealth, right? Um, You've got your 401k from your previous job. I'm going to assume that you're contributing to your 401k from your current job now and that your Roth IRA is really for wealth building. You have $5,000 coming, and this is this is my personal opinion. This is what I would do. I honestly would take that $5,000 and put that into your Roth IRA and let that start working for you. 
your interest rate on your federal student loan debt, you say, is about 6%. But history has shown the stock market will beat that rate. Um, of course, you can never predict what the stock market does, but you're 34 years old. You've got plenty of time to recover and plenty of working years to recover from any you know, downturns in the market in the future, which will always come. The market just goes up and it goes down and it goes up and it goes down. It's just how it rolls, okay? But personally, I would say a nice little windfall like that, go ahead and invest it. And then make sure that you've got a payoff plan for your student loan debt. You've got $30,000 that you're working to pay down. You're 34 years old. You were you were able to save you know, $90,000 in your 401k. So that tells me that you've got money on the side that you can start pumping toward, you know, that student loan debt payment and really get that paid off not that long, you know, down the road from now. So that is my opinion. Again, I really feel like when it comes to wealth building, the sooner you start, the better. And when you've got an opportunity like this windfall and you don't have Things like a bunch of credit card debt, which you say you don't have. It doesn't sound like you're struggling to meet other expenses. You know, I hope you've got a little bit of a savings fund on the side. But if all those things are true and you've got this $5,000 coming to you and the federal student loan bill is not going to be due at least until after May of this year, girl, I would just invest that and let that money start growing for you. Okay. Again, personal opinion, not a financial advisor, not your financial advisor, but that's how I'm feeling. I'm feeling a little very bullish on investing right now. Okay. So thank you so much for your question, Anonymous. And that is it, y'all. I am Mandy again with Brown Ambition. Thank you so much for listening and supporting the show. Listen, y'all, if you want to really support us, why don't you go to iTunes right now, leave us a five star review, take a screenshot and post that ish on Instagram. Okay. Tag us at Brown Ambition Podcast. You can tag me at Mandy Money. We will reshare it. I will give you all the heart emojis. It really does mean a lot. Not only does it help us on the rankings on iTunes, but it also tells people, or sorry, Apple Podcasts, but it also helps tell people more about our show and help spread the word. So we really appreciate your support. And thank you again. Until next week, this is Mandy with Brown Ambition. Thank y'all again for all your support. Can I just say that I really miss Tiffany? All right, I'm done now. The Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen.